What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Wednesday, January 6th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we are continuing our policy of absolutely loving Georgia. Yeah, we love Georgia. We love the Bojangles at the ATL airport. We love the show Atlanta. I have the word Stankonia tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> Few people know this, but it's true. <laughs> On today's show, strategies over vaccine distribution, who to give it to and when, then some headlines. But first, the latest. And we are going to start with Georgia, where results started to come in last night from the two Senate runoffs between Democrat Raphael Warnock and Republican Kelly Loeffler and Democrat John Ossoff and Republican David Perdue. At stake, of course, is control of Congress. So let's get into what we know so far. All right. So we are recording just after 1130 p.m. Eastern. At this point, neither race has been officially called. Currently, Warnock is leading his race to unseat Loeffler by about half a percent, which is awesome. And Ossoff is trailing in his race to unseat Purdue by less than a tenth of a percent, which is also pretty dang good. You know, both races are very tight with about 95 percent of the results in. But before your hearts beat out of your chests, most of the votes still left to come in, are in the Democratic counties around Atlanta, like DeKalb, where over 80% of the vote is currently going towards Democrats. So while I don't expect to be up for a full week watching Karnacki use a touchscreen, it could be a really late night or early morning to get those votes in. But Democrats are feeling optimistic so far. And just to give you a sense of the dynamics in some of these counties where we do have full numbers, in Democratic-leaning Macon County, a rural county with a 61% Black population, Warnock and Ossoff had a higher advantage than Joe Biden did in November, and turnout was over 90% of the general. Whereas in Republican-leaning Rabin County, Purdue and Loeffler underperformed Trump, and turnout in that county was only 88% of what it was in November. And the one thing we knew for sure was that this would be close and Republicans really needed major same-day turnout. And so far, it's not exactly looking to be the case. Yeah, it might be tough when everything is rigged, according to the president. Uh, <laughs> going into the day, we knew the turnout was through the roof already, with more than 3 million Georgians participating before the actual day of the runoff. And for comparison, 3.9 million votes had been cast before the general election in November. But this is actually a record for a statewide runoff in Georgia. So that is huge. And that's not the only place where records were set here either. These two Senate races are the most expensive congressional races in history, according to the Center for Responsive Politics. The Purdue Ossoff race actually won the prize for the most ever, and the Warnock Lofter race was second most. Mm -hmm. Just out of this world numbers, particularly for contests that we know are probably going to end up being razor thin one way or the other. So that's a lot about the early stuff. But again, we'll have to see the full picture on Election Day vote totals to know what this all means. Yeah, really fingers crossed for the sweep. Uh, but regardless <laughs> of the outcome, the organizing effort in Georgia to get to this point has been really incredible. If you want to hear more about that effort, you should definitely check out Cricket's new podcast, Gaining Ground, The New Georgia. Meanwhile, in other political news today, Congress will meet to certify Joe Biden's presidential victory. 
As we've discussed, about a dozen Republican senators and a majority of House Republicans are planning to object to the results. According to reports, their objections will center on at least three states, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. Shock, surprise. (laughs) Each objection can trigger up to two hours of debate, and more states could be added to the list. Again, this really isn't expected to go anywhere at all. It's just going to add hours of needless, reckless debate. Yeah, especially needless if Republicans end up losing these Senate seats in Georgia. I wonder if they will look at themselves and say, why did we do all of this? Um, (laughs) But while we wait for more news on those stories, there have been quite a few developments on vaccine distribution in the U.S. and elsewhere. So first, let's start with some of the adjustments that the federal government and states are making in response to this slow vaccine rollout. So Yesterday, Surgeon General Jerome Adams said that the CDC guidelines for the order of vaccinations per group should not be used to allow for doses to sit in freezers. Seems to make sense to me. Get them out as fast as you can. (laughs) Uh, The context here is that some states are being slow to administer their doses while sticking pretty rigidly to the CDC plan, which was to prioritize healthcare workers and nursing homes, while others have opened it up to other groups. Sometimes that has happened in these crazy haphazard ways, with that one extreme example being the Eventbrite catastrophe in Florida (laughs) we talked about on yesterday's show. That's not the way to do it. Um, But Adams basically said... If in certain locations, healthcare workers aren't getting vaccinated or there is a surplus, just use those for the next priority groups like essential workers and people older than 75. And the CDC has basically said the same thing. You don't need to necessarily get everyone in one group before you move on to the next one. Yeah, like if they're just going to sit there, I'm ready and I'm available to take the vaccine. Like (laughs) whatever group I'm in, bump us up. Well, (laughs) what has the response been like to this so far? Other than what you just said, which I fully agree with, there's uh, been at least one prominent example of a governor not wanting to do this just yet. And that's New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who said he didn't want to expand the eligibility for the vaccines in the state as of now. So according to The New York Times, Cuomo said that the state's overall supply was not big enough to start adding more groups, given that they have only about 900,000 doses and over 2 million healthcare workers in that first group to take care of. And Cuomo is largely blaming the slow administering of the vaccines on various hospital systems. And he said that some could be reapportioned to other facilities that are moving more quickly. He had also said that fines could actually be imposed on hospitals, which was viewed by many as being, how shall we say, not extremely helpful. Yeah, all of this runs counter to what New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said, though. That's right. Uh, What is new there? De Blasio said that he wants people over 75 and essential workers to be eligible now, given that by yesterday morning, only about 118,000 people overall had been vaccinated in a city of 8 million. And that's pretty common in terms of the percentages across Mm -hmm. the country. Uh, More vaccination sites in the city and state are apparently coming soon, according to them as well. So we're going to have to see what other local leaders are thinking as time goes on. But for now, at least there's been a lot of finger pointing that is happening during this disappointing rollout. Yeah. And I just want to say that my fingers are all pointed towards the people who aren't giving me the vaccine. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been ready. I'm open. I'm downfield. I'm waving my arms. Throw me the vaccine. Well, all right. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, then there was all this talk about chopping doses in half, potentially, which, again, I'm on the record saying I'm against. But what's going on there? It looks like people have listened to you and that is not happening just yet. So basically, (laughs) Moderna and the National Institutes of Health, which worked on the vaccine with them, the Dolly Parton one, that is, are reportedly studying whether this is actually feasible. And it could take a couple of months to figure that out. But on Monday night, after the idea was first raised by an official with Operation Warp Speed, the FDA put out this statement saying that the proposal was, quote, premature and not rooted solidly in the available science. Yikes. 
So basically, according to Dr. Fauci, that's because the evidence on the half doses comes from a phase two trial, which didn't actually measure the effectiveness of the vaccine overall. It just measured the immune response. So now what the FDA would need to do is start by looking at the phase three trial and figure out what immune response correlates with actual protection from COVID. That's per the New York Times reporting. In short, it could happen, but it's not happening yet. Got it. And across the pond in the UK, they were also talking about tinkering with their vaccines, you know, maybe just doing the cool little cocktail. What's up there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, they have entered a new stricter national lockdown for now. And basically, the word from Prime Minister Boris Johnson is that they're going to remain that way until the four most vulnerable groups are vaccinated. Those are folks in nursing homes, people over 70, healthcare workers, and people with certain health conditions. And getting through All of those groups could actually take until mid-February, and that's if vaccinations pick up speed. So they might be on a lockdown for quite some time. That also comes, as Johnson said on Tuesday, that an estimated one in 50 people in the country had been infected. So tons to keep following on vaccines. That is the latest for now. Wednesday Wad Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we're talking about a classic piece of IP. The Great Gatsby Mm. came into the public domain at the start of this year, meaning it's now free for anyone to use, reuse, and build upon without having to pay a fee. Woohoo! Already, novelist Michael Ferris Smith has published Nick, a prequel focused on the book's narrator. And online, many are calling for the tale of class, ambition, and the American dream to be recreated using Muppets in the style of The Muppets Christmas Carol. So, giddy, old sport. <laughs> How else would you like to see The Great Gatsby Remix? Or what other Muppet-fied classic books are you interested in seeing? Ooh, this is tough. I think um, I think the Muppet-fied classic <laughs> book series has worked really well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking of, there's a Treasure Island, right? And totally. there's a Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> those, both, those both rocked. So I think I would be happy to see any Um I think I leaned Treasure Island when I was younger, so maybe something like Moby Dick, which is also an adventure on the high seas. Yeah. Um, Kermit, you know, could be a vengeful sea captain who's trying <laughs> to kill a whale. <laughs> I think I think I'd be in for that. Yeah. I kind of love that. I mean, I feel like the sea animals does bring it kind of back to Treasure Island, but that's okay because, like, there are a lot of animals in books. That's fine, you know. Like, <laughs> the Muppets are great, and they they. They only add value. They never take away. But yeah. yeah. Same question or same questions, actually, Akila. Are you like, what else would you want to see done with Gatsby? Or are you thinking about muppifying other classic books? I got to say that muppifying anything is like the right way to go. I also like that we keep, we went from muppetified to muppet <laughs> to muppetized. It's fine. It's a lot of muppets. I can't say it. Yeah. Um, I. I think that I would like to see something that's really unexpected. I mean, I think A Christmas Carol is a little dark for kids, so like Muppeting mm-hmm. it up is like <laughs> helpful. So maybe the same could be done for like Crime and Punishment, you know? Oh. <laughs> Dostoevsky has, I don't know, I want to say the Count wandering on the beach, just <laughs> wondering why he's alive, why yes. he's done the things, looking at his cigarettes and his matches. I just love it. I love it for that. I- it's good to introduce existential dread to children when they're young so they're not surprised later on that exactly. that's all that they think about all the time. You know? Yeah, they don't have to wait till 10th grade to be like, oh, <laughs> this is what I've been feeling. 
yeah, I am going to die. And maybe one day a black hole will swallow the entire planet. It's just good to get that out of the way when you're younger. Exactly. I totally feel that. <laughs> but as far as like, you know, uh, The Great Gatsby being remixed, I think Boz Lerman has remixed everything to the furthest extent. Like anytime he touches something, that's as far as it's allowed to go. Like, yes. unless it, maybe it's a musical, like, <laughs> since they're doing the Moulin Rouge musical now, that maybe that works. That would be fun. Yeah. I do think that, yeah, he, he has taken things to their final form because it's always like an 11 with him. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to see the 12. That's yeah. just me. Exactly. It's, it's already enough. Well, just like that, we've checked our temps. Stay safe. Uh, if you see a car speeding towards you, don't run out in the road and have your boob flop. That was a part <laughs> of the book, right? And uh, we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The police officer who shot Jacob Blake, a 29-year-old black man in Kenosha, Wisconsin, will not face criminal charges. 
Last August, Officer Rustin Shesky shot Blake several times in the back, paralyzing him from the waist down. Shesky has since been on administrative leave. Kenosha's district attorney made the decision not to seek charges against him yesterday, and lawyers for Shesky claim the officer thought Blake was fleeing the scene and kidnapping children in his car, though multiple witnesses say Blake was trying to break up an argument and the children were confirmed to be his own kids. Blake's father told reporters earlier this week that the family plans to take their case to the federal level. Meanwhile, Kyle Rittenhouse, the teenager that shot and killed two people in Kenosha during protests sparked by Blake's shooting, pleaded not guilty yesterday to five felonies, including multiple homicide charges. On the night of the protests, he was seen being greeted by police despite being out past curfew and clearly carrying an assault weapon. It's just terrible. In the final days of Trump's presidency, his EPA is doing the same thing it's done for the past four years, coming up with new ways to destroy the environment. (laughs) Yesterday, Mm. the agency rolled back rules meant to protect birds from being killed by oil spills, toxic waste ponds, and environmental disasters. This was another win for oil and gas companies who want to avoid fines for murdering birds through environmental negligence. (laughs) I would not put it past some of the more vengeful birds to team up and do a sully on Trump later this month (laughs) when he takes off for his final flight from the White House. The old bird rule was used in a settlement against BP in 2010 after the company killed around 1 million birds in the Deepwater Horizon spill. Earlier this week, the EPA also added a new rule that will restrict the types of scientific studies its regulators can use to limit pollution. Specifically, studies won't be given as much weight unless researchers disclose their raw data, and critics say this is an arbitrary rule meant to avoid new regulations. Anyway, let's make sure we get the names and addresses of all the outgoing EPA people into the sharp talons of birds. (laughs) Yes, those talons are going to be doxing. Watch out. Uh, (laughs) Tech companies are finally disrupting shirts. Last month, Amazon launched Made For You, a service that lets customers buy custom-fitted T-shirts by uploading photos of their bodies. The app uses these photos to make a 3D copy of the customer who can don V-necks, crewnecks, and long sleeves. It's kind of like a create a character screen from a video game where you score points by blending in and being normal. <laughs> Your bespoke shirt costs 25 bucks, but of course Amazon is getting more than just money. Presumably the data they collect will be used for Amazon fashion businesses or maybe even for an offshoot way down the line that'll let you buy an exact clone to fight bullies for you. <laughs> Made for you might not be such a tough sell since people are now pretty used to giving up their biometric data. Bad news, but if your phone won't open unless your face looks right, your measurements already live in several spreadsheets. Sorry. Man. (laughs) One of history's great romances could be coming to an end, as reports say Mm. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are headed for divorce. Say it ain't so. Last year wasn't easy on the couple, with Kanye running for president and enduring widely publicized mental health struggles and Kim facing blowback for the simple act of having a million-dollar Tahitian birthday party during a pandemic. Over the holidays, Kanye stayed in his home in Wyoming while Kim celebrated with family in Calabasas. Now, Page Six says that was part of a process of separation that has also seen Kim hire Laura Wasser, a celebrity divorce lawyer she's worked with previously, who is maybe the basis for Laura Dern's character in the movie Marriage Story. In a conflicting report, TMZ said yesterday that the couple is in marriage counseling, but they, quote, haven't given up. For me, I choose to picture them in their most blissful state, riding a fake motorcycle across the country while making out and not watching the road (laughs) in the Bound 2 music video. The height of American culture right there. Uh Uh-huh, honey. And those are the headlines. (laughs) That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, honor Chesley Sully Sullenberger, and tell your friends to listen. 
And if you are into reading and not just Amazon's measurements of your body like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and let's, let's hope, hope for, for a sweep. sweep. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. It's the only way to do it. These student loans aren't going to cancel themselves. That's true. <laughs> I will not keep paying one way or the other. We could do this the nice way or we could do it the hard way. <laughs> Today is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. With my busy life, I use shipped same-day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the bag. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at shipped.com.